Hey, I'm Jackson Lansing. And I'm Colin Kelly. And you are listening to the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to episode 93 of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. This is your host, Rick Verbanis, and I am joined by the best gosh darn co-host out there. That would be Mr. Bob Lucius. Hey, Bob. I like your moxie, Bob. Yeah, you're on the beam. What's buzzing, cousin? <laughs> the only thing I got out of that was moxie because my mom used to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought I would uh, greet you in a 1940s style, Bob, uh, considering uh, the, the comic that we're covering tonight, um, which is Captain America Sentinel of Liberty, number one. Ah, yes. Yeah. So uh, the only thing you got was Moxie. Okay. Do you know what Moxie means? Uh, isn't it like uh, spunk and you know, energy or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Strong nerves, courage. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then, like uh, I can't do that. Yeah. And then, and then you're, you're on the beam, Bob. I don't know what the hell that means. Oh, it's on the right track, ah, of course. Okay. You're cool. All right. Oh, yeah. well, thank you. And then, uh, and then, what's buzzing, cousin? <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to start using that one. Yeah, you know what that means? How's it going? How's it going? Now, I like they actually, it. get this. Uh, I don't know if it came from this movie or if, if the movie used the title and because it's the expression bit out there. But there is a, a a movie that came out in 1943 called What's Buzzing, Cousin. Um, it's like a, a musical comedy. Um, nobody big names that you would probably know uh ann miller maybe um but uh anyway yeah that 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 came out in 1943 again no idea if the if the expression came from the movie or if the title was based on an expression but what's buzzing cousin what's buzzing cousin i like it that that's going into my hip pocket (laughs) all right yeah so we are uh, we are covering today Captain America Sense of Delivery number one that just came out uh, about a month ago. In fact, uh, by the time you're reading this, you probably have already read number two. Um, we always like to give new comics a little bit of a breather. You know what I mean? We want people to go out there and to, to pick up the comics and to read them. Now, if you haven't picked it up yet, then we are going to take you through the story panel by panel. And uh, we're going to go old school, old style on this one where we're going to we're going to read through each panel. Uh, and then, of course, Bob and I will, will give our thoughts as we're going through. And with the new format, we are going to save for the end, although we can always talk about it during the, 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 the episode, um, our three different things that we're going to vote for at the end. So we have our favorite panel in the comic. T-shirt worthy. So that could be a panel, that could be a page, uh, it could be the cover, um, it could be a quote, and then time capsule. What do we want to put in the time capsule? Now, the time capsule generally means something that we feel captures a certain time period. Uh, traditionally, we would like it to be something that captures this time period so that when people open it up a hundred years from now, they'll be like, Oh, in, in 2022, that's what this was going on. But who knows, maybe we'll do something that's time period for something else. But those are the three things 
that we will vote for at the end. Do you already have them in mind, Bob? Or are you just going to uh, wing it? I'm going to wing it. I mean, I have a, I have a, I think I know what I would like. Yeah, I think I, yeah. All right. I got, I got two of them, two out of three. Excellent. Yeah. All right. And just for, just for everybody's uh, uh, sake, uh, you know, Bob joined the call uh, just before we started recording and he said, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we covering tonight? <laughs> That's that's <laughs> Mr. Boy Scout. He's always prepared, folks. I want my reaction to be fresh, Rick. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't say. Oh yeah, it's it's that uh, interview that you you said you had a guest you were going to provide. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Uh, so a couple of things, um, Bob. We we did get um another review on apple podcasts um and so we we if you are listening and you can get on apple or itunes and and go ahead and leave us a five-star review we may um read your review here on the show we really do appreciate because it it does help us get recognized on apple Mm -hmm. and itunes and uh always trying to get the word out there to our fellow cap fans all right bob this one is from Little Mook 24. I see that look on your face, Bob. Not to be confused with Little Mook 23. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it boggles my mind that there were 23 <laughs> before Little Mook 24. Uh, did I ever tell you, um, I, had a, I had a customer at, uh, at my comic store back in the day, and I had a, e, an email e-newsletter that I would send out weekly, and I'd always ask customers like, "Hey, what's your email address? I'll uh, I'll put it in 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 the system." And the guy looked at me. He says, "I can't remember, but it's at yahoo.com." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that's not gonna help me." He goes, "No, that's my email address. <laughs> I can't remember, but it's at yahoo.com." I was like, "That's brilliant." That is totally brilliant. That is awesome. But I'm surprised it was Yahoo and not AOL back then. Way, way, way back. It might have been. It might have been. We're talking, this was probably 15 years ago, you know, something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the dark old days. Yeah. Uh, So Little Mook 24 uh, titles their review as Love It! Exclamation point. I love the deep dives these guys take. They are constantly pulling out little tidbits of information about Cap that I may have missed when reading. Also, they interviewed the best creators, getting the behind-the-scenes information that every Cap fan loves. Well, thanks, Little Mook. We, that was uh, nice. I, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, and we will also, next time we have a contest, we'll enter you in. Um, speaking of interviews, uh, you know, we're, we are covering Captain America Central Liberty today, and the, the writers of this particular uh, series that just is launching, Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly, were guests on the show two episodes ago. So uh, if you want to get like the, the lowdown on their thoughts and ideas for this series, um, take us through the pitch that you know helped get them um uh, with alana smith the editor and how and how they uh they blew her mind and uh and all this fun stuff you need to check out it's it's a great 
uh, it's a great interview. It's a great uh, time talking with these two guys. Uh, Bob, you should probably check it out too. When I it should. Comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob, yeah. Bob was under the weather and he couldn't. I make was, it. I was. Yeah. I'm disappointed too. Cause those guys are doing a bang up job. Yeah. Well, they said they want to come back. They said, uh, how about we come back in six months and then you tell us how, how good we're still doing because apparently in six months, uh, you know, yeah. the bleep hits the fan. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll uh, see. So yeah, we'll have them back on. All right. Oh, speaking of, uh, the bleep hitting the fan, Bob, I really wish we were still doing our contest to lose weight. You, are you down to 10 pounds? Oh God, no, oh. no, <laughs> no, no. I, I think I told you I, when I came back yeah. from the honeymoon, yeah. I gained every ounce that I yeah. lost mm-hmm. between January 1st and June 1st. Yeah. Um, I've lost a couple pounds since then, but I still have a ways to go. No, no. I'm, I'm getting my colonoscopy this week. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yes. Ooh, I took your you. advice. Yeah. And uh, I will report back uh, next week nice. uh, how how I'm doing. But uh, hey, listen, if you're if you're a guy out there, you're you're around fifty or older. Time to start doing it. Yep. If you if you if you recognize all the songs in Stranger Things, it's time <laughs> to schedule your colonoscopy. <laughs> all right. Nicely put. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you know how that goes. Right. Hopefully I lose five pounds like you. Right. Oh, I'm sure you will, my friend. <laughs> I feel light as a feather. <laughs> so let's get to uh let's get to the issue on the cover here, Bob. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this one. Um maybe you can describe to the listeners uh how amazing this cover is by uh Carmen Carnero. Yeah. Well it is amazing. I mean it's it's phenomenal. Uh, Rick. And, you know, I don't have the artistic sensibilities that you have, but as a, even a dummy like me can, uh, can look at this cap is in, he has, he's in that pose where he has just chucked his shield. He's just released it. Right. And he's got this look of, of just intense. I would call it, you know, it's almost like a fury Right. I mean, he is he his mouth is open, his teeth are bared and he uh, he, he looks like he might even be like, you, you know, you know, when you do karate, you know, when you do that. Ti, Right. Mm-hmm. He's got he, it's like he's almost like he's yelling as he's throwing this uh, this shield. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I love the way that uh, Carmen has has done the scale armor on his uh, his upper torso as well. I mean, it's very well defined. Um and that shield, Rick, it's coming right at you. So it's you can't really see the whole shield. You might see what ninety five percent of it because it's it's actually he's thrown it and it's coming off the page right toward you. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a reflection in that shield, and we see it. We see a masked face, uh, and I don't want to give it away yet who that masked face is. But he's he's uh, he, he emerges later on in the story. But it's just just a wonderful cover. Just the colors, the sharpness. Mm-hmm that the the movement that uh, that carmen has captured great stuff yeah no it, it yeah well put it, it's certainly an action posed uh cover um and and yeah carmen's uh she does a great job here um and, and i i agree with you on the on the the, the uh, caps uniform um you don't see it here but you will see it inside the only thing that i 
I, I, I'm good. It's going to take some getting used to for me is the collar. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you remember when DC relaunched with the, the new 52, they had uh, Collie Hamner design and Jim Lee drew um, all these different um, new versions of the DC costumes. And, and almost all of them had this like short little collar mm-hmm. around. And, and so Carmen's given cap that um, it's not something I'm used to seeing. So it's going to take getting a little used to on that. Hmm. Um, now the logo. Now, if you, if you listen to um, the, the interview that we had with editor Alana Smith, and if you haven't checked that out, it's episode 86. It's uh, it's great stuff. She revealed um, the thought process that went behind the titles for Captain America, Central Liberty and Captain America symbol of truth, which is the Sam Wilson uh, series um, and the design of the logos. And she was talking about stars and stripes and um, both of them have Captain America being the, you know, the, the big, bold, uh, easy to see logo. And then underneath is the title of the series. In this case, Sentinel of Liberty, you know, in smaller font, um, probably about a third of the size of Captain America's font. Um, and then, and it's one line as opposed to two lines. Uh, and then the stars, there's some stars on the outside um, between the C and the A, uh, um, and then on the other side between the N and the A. And um, that's what they're supposed to be using for Steve's book. And then Sam's book is going to have, have stripes there. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, and like I said, Alana did a much better job explaining it if you want to check out that, that conversation. I love to see. I love, Rick, I love it. I love seeing Sentinel of Liberty on a cover. How that, come? Well, you know, that phrase has been around for so long, Rick, right? I mean, it's been around since uh, since the 1940s. And of course, periodically it pops up in the, in, you know, various, a panel here, a panel there. And of course we had that, we had that, uh, that series Sentinel of Liberty. And, and, and so, yeah, we have seen it before, but I, I, I just love that title, the Sentinel of Liberty. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad to see it in print on the cover. You know, and I'm, I'm holding here, Bob. There it is. There it is. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice, that's a nice one there. Right? Yeah. It's it. well, it, it, not a nice what Bob, the, huh? the listeners oh. don't know what the heck I'm Well, I, it's, it, it's, a, it's, it's, I don't know if, is it a repro or is it the original? Yeah, this is a reproduction oh, of what? Of the, of the Captain America Sutton of Liberty club card yes. from, uh, from 1941. So yeah. Yeah, there's a little back of it. Yeah. That is nice. I'd love to get one of those. Yeah, somebody, um, it was the person who sold me this uh, replica, Yeah. you know, coin. Nice. Um, the 50th anniversary. Right. So, so that would have been, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> well, it was 19. 30, it was 19, there was 30 yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what, 1990, I think they came. In 1992, yeah. Yeah, around there. Uh, yeah. And then he he made these these cards and he sent it out to me. It was really nice. Wow, he yeah. did. Nice. It looks like he's a member of our group. Nice job on that. He's a member of our group. He might have more, more of uh, those pins for sale. If you go to our, our Facebook page and just look um sense of liberty pen. All right. So uh, the solicitation that Marvel wrote um, to get people excited and to purchase this book via the previews catalog um, says, and it's quoting has a quote from inside the comic. And the quote is, the shield isn't what you think. It's not your symbol. It's theirs. 
And then it goes on to say, the shield is one of the most iconic images in the world. It stands for hope, justice, and the protection of the innocent. It also holds a secret, undiscovered until now, that will change the way Steve Rogers views the 20th century and how he chooses to fight in the 21st. Nothing is what it appears in this game-changing Captain America run by Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly and Stormbreaker, Carmen Canero. And that's what they, they call a series of, of new uh, artists that they feel are like really top of the top of the game. They call them Stormbreakers. Wow. You know, that, that, Rick, that, I don't know about you, but when I hear that solicitation, it makes me nervous, but it makes me excited, right? I mean, it's not your typical solicitation and they're playing with fire mm-hmm. when you're playing with the shield, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, I mean, it could either go really, really badly or this could be amazing. And so I think that is a little bit of the, a little bit of the trepidation that I feel, a little bit of the fluttering inside, but also just like a little bit of excitement, right? A lot of excitement actually to see what they're what they're going to pull out because i know these writers i've read their stuff before and they they write some amazing stuff so mm-hmm. yep anytime you start talking about it holds a secret undiscovered until now it, there's a little trepidation because you're mm-hmm. like oh what are they going to retcon you yeah know, you know but uh, after talking with them um check it out you know mm-hmm. what i mean like give it a chance um so let's get let's get to it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the creators we already talked about, uh, which, you know, the writers uh, we mentioned, uh, Colin and Jackson and the penciler, Carmen, she's also inking her own work in this in this uh, in this issue. Um, The colorist is Nolan Woodard and the letterer, Joe Caramanga. And then the editor uh, is Alana Smith. Um, Like I said, we had her on. uh, So check that out in episode 86. So when we open up this uh, beginning page, this is a, and this is a larger than standard issue, by the way. Um, so because it's the, the first issue, uh, I'm going to read the uh, little preface that's above the logo in the, um, the opening credits page. And there's a silhouette of, of Captain America standing there with his shield. 1940, as the world teetered on the brink of global war, frail Steve Rogers entered a secret laboratory and was transformed into the American super soldier for five thrilling years. He fought the Axis powers until a freak stroke of fate threw him into suspended animation. 
When he awoke, he was a man decades out of his time. Since that fateful day, Steve Rogers has sought his destiny in this brave new world. And it says Captain America created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. And, it, and it's, we go inside and there is a series of 12 panels that go four across, three down. And they're all the same size. So it's almost like it's almost like a movie frame, right? So you mm-hmm. get to see kind of like how it, how it, what's happening. And we're inside something called the forge. And kind of looks like, um, you know, what do, what do you call uh, a steel mill, right? Where the, yeah, you, right. You, you see. There's some smelting going on. Yes. And there's like a, a liquid pit of, of burning metal. Um, and there's there's fire and, and the coloring is all what you would expect if you were in that room. It's like all orange, right? From the fire and the metal. And somebody is is um working. Uh they've got the um uh the mask, you know, that they they have like a welder's mask and and a welder's uh, apron, and they're they're working on captain america's shield and you see them with uh cutting at it and it appears like it's just one guy that that's the impression i get but i don't mm-hmm. know bob what do you think, do you think yeah you know i i it, it could go either way rick but i do agree with you i think it's i think it's one guy and he's he's fulfilling each of the roles along the production process mm-hmm. and then you see a soldier in a winter coat and a helmet with a rifle over his, so he's almost like a guard, right? And he's outside and he looks to what's going on inside and he sees the light, which Gabs gets his attention. Now, Bob, I'm looking at that helmet. Yeah. It looks like a German World it War II does. helmet. I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, and I was like struggling, like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to second guess anyone. I was like, well, you know, maybe the artist didn't like understand, you know, but no, you know that the artists and the writers, they did their research on this. So that, that mm-hmm. is indeed a German helmet. Yeah. So then the, the German guard starts trying to get in, but the, the person who was working on the shield is trying to stop them. Um, and then it looks like that person is running away to escape, but left the shield behind. And this is 1941 and it's a unpainted shield, but it looks like the the finished product. And then we hear Captain America's voice. This is what I know. And we cut to the next page and it's actually a double page splash. And if you know what a splash page is, right, it's, it's a, a page that is one panel as opposed to multiple panels, then a double page splash is two pages coming together to form one gigantic image. And if you remember when we had Ron Garney on, uh, he talked about how he really liked doing the double page splashes. And he felt it was like, it was almost like a song, right? There was like a, there was like a beat, 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 boom, beat, 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 boom. He kind of felt like there was like a, uh, uh, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it was. It's a rhythm. Rhythm. Thank you. Yes, it was a rhythm. 
Um, I don't, we'll have to wait and see if Carmen feels the same way, but she's certainly starting off the series with an amazing image and inside. Uh, you, you, so you have cap in his full uniform, standing there with his shield in the very, very center. And it's a large image. It takes up the whole page. Um, then it's basically the rings around him. So it's almost like his shield, right? Where he's the center of the shield where the blue is and the star. And then there's the three rings around. And, and that's what we're seeing here. And so we have multiple images um, and, they, and they kind of, you know, move. So I, I don't want to ruin the rhythm of what is being said. Um, so I'm just going to describe this and then I'll, I'll read what Cap's thoughts are here. But we are looking at, you know, Cap and, and Bucky in World War II fighting Nazis. Um, we're seeing Cap uh, during World War II standing in Britain, um, uh, basically inspiring uh, soldiers. Uh, he's standing uh, kind of on top of a tank. Um, we see also uh, in that same circle, um, Cap uh, dancing, you know, uh, as Steve Rogers um, we presumably maybe a Peggy Carter from that time period. Um, then we have a um, inner circle of, of villains, right? And, and these are some of Cap's most notable uh, villains. Um, obviously, there's the, there's the Red Skull. Um, and then you have Arnim Zola and uh, Dr. Faustus. Uh, you have Adolf Hitler. Um, caps punching him in, in the inner circle. Um, uh, you got uh, Baron uh, Heinrich Zemo, um, which was the older one. Uh, you have uh, Wolfgang uh, von Strucker. Um, you have Crossbones, Modoc, uh, Hydra Supreme, which was the Hydra Cap, and you even have Protocide. Which is interesting. We don't we don't see or hear much about Protocide. Yeah, that's an interesting choice, right? Yeah, that yeah. was from Volume Three. That was uh, Dan Jurgens, uh, I think, created that character. Um, and then you get to the far right, and then you see allies, right? So you see uh, the, the 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 characters from the Captain's Network, right? So you have uh, Aaron Fisher, you got uh, Nichelle, you got uh, Joe Gomez, um, Ariel. Uh, I, I don't remember the last name, but then you also see John Walker. You see Sam Wilson. So um, all of these things are going on in the background uh, in in this image and, and Cap standing tall. So I'll start. I'll start over with what he said. This is what I know. I know war. How it can twist the honorable into criminals and the cowardly into heroes. I know friendship, how hope in one another bonds free people when we're drowning in blood. I know hate, how it bestows power to the desperate and makes the most brilliant mind rot from the inside. I know the mission, the one that never ends. Stand for those who can't. I know devastation, how often people visit it on one another and themselves in the service of power. I know love, how it calms a heart even when it's absent. And more than anything, I know the dream. As for what I don't know, let me turn the page. 
The safe answer, everything else. And then we see uh, Steve Rogers in like jeans and a hooded sweatshirt. And he's got his hood up because he's, he's known now. So I think he has his hood up to try to maybe, you know, have a little bit of uh, amenity as he's walking the streets of the Lower East Side, Manhattan. And he's inside a tenant building. And uh, it looks like that's the, um, what do you call those guys? Uh, landlord. Landlord, yeah. Yeah. And so he sees the landlord and the land, and, and, he, and he says, Captain America wants to live in my building, uh, apartment 415, only if it's still available. I don't want anyone moving on my account. 415? That's a rat hole. And I should know. It's where I put the rats. And he hands him the keys. You're going to really love it. Renovator's dream. Rent on the first. Don't ask me for nothing, and I'll never let you down. I've been living in the mask. These days, I'm more the shield than Steve Rogers. With Sam Wilson out there wearing the flag, it's time for me to drop the holographic bunkers and security clearances to remember what it means to be an everyday American. And really, I only know one way to do that. I need to come home. And as he's standing there, uh, there's a young, young uh, black boy who is kind of creeping around uh, out, out of a door and he's looking at him. I don't know. How, how old would you say he is, Bob? Yeah, I'd say that's about right. He looks like he's probably, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, that, that, that range. Yeah. Okay. Hi, neighbor. What's your name? Uh, Amari. Hi, Amari. I'm Steve. Hi, Steve. And then we cut to the next page when he says, uh, I only know one way to do it. I need to come home. And we see a panel of Steve being back in the place he grew up with his mom and, and dad. And he's reimagining and seeing it from his, his eyes as, as how it looked back then. And, um, you know, it's a little uh, colored in such a way to make it look like it's, it's. Like Sophia. Yeah. 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 Like it's like a dream almost. And his mom is there standing behind Steve as he's seated at the the table. Uh, Looks like he's maybe working on homework and she's helping him out. And then we cut to reality and it's really, really run down. Um, But a lot of things look to be still kind of in the same place. Just a nothing tenement, forgotten, unremembered. If the Smithsonian knew this was here, where I grew up, they turned it into a museum, the Captain America house. Fortunately, there's enough of my past that remains classified to afford me this one bit of privacy. Nothing about it is the same. And he opens up the window and he stands out and he says, everything about it is the same. So what do I know? That in all of this beautiful land, sea to shining sea, this is where I belong. And then he, you see the, the neighborhood. And, you know, there's people walking on the streets, some kids playing with a broken fire hydrant. Um, and that also kind of turns into that, uh, that symbiote color that 
So it kind of blends, you know, like current time and, and old time. And he's standing on the top floor of a, looks like a four-story building outside on the fire escape. Just a, just a thought to my head, Bob. I think it's appropriate that he's on the top floor. So, so there's going to be probably some ways where he's going to like, you know, jump out and go up to the rooftop, you mm-hmm. know, right. That'll come in handy later. Uh, so let's pause here. Let's talk about this page because I, I, I think I've talked to you before, or at least I saw your maybe um, comments about that in, in, in the Facebook group. Uh, this is a great page. It is. It's, it's a powerful page, Rick. Uh, that the juxtaposition between you know, that first panel on the page and the second panel on the page, the apartment back in uh, what, presumably the late 1930s when, when Steve was still quite young uh, and it's, it's modern look, you know, with certain things still in place, the fireplace mantle's still there. There's still a table in the middle of the room. It, it even looks like there's the, the old radio, the old time radio uh, uh, there as well. Um, that to me is like, Man, it's so it's I don't know why when I saw this, it was just a super powerful um, image to me. Um, it gave me goosebumps. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, we, we, we've talked about Steve having a private life and, and that whole thing. But I'm always moved whenever I get to see scenes of Steve before the super soldier. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the things that uh, I mentioned to to Jackson and Colin um, during our, our conversation a couple of weeks ago was, um, you know, when they talked about having Sam, uh, when they talked about giving Steve a life, um, I was so grateful because, and I told them this, I said, if anybody ever asked me, you know, who's your favorite fictional character of all time? I don't say Captain America. I say Steve Rogers. And so Steve's that important to me. So to see, you know, right off the bat that they're not ignoring, you know, who Steve is and what makes Steve and, you know, uh, his, his, his humbling, humble beginnings. And, and, and then we'll get more into this book. We'll, we'll see more about Steve. Right. Yeah. And I love that they brought him back to the lower East side of Manhattan. Too. not brooklyn <laughs> yes <laughs> um all right so we cut to the next the next page which actually is another double page splash i i i'm almost hesitant to call it splash but it is double page because it it does the story goes from left to right left to right left to right yeah. over these two pages um but it's yeah, it's really cool because we see Steve in like uh, jogging shorts and a T-shirt and sneakers running, but he's got the shield. He's running with the shield. And that's not something we're used to seeing Steve run or be out in public in his civilian identity, just carrying the shield. Lugging it around. Right. Yeah. If you want to blend in, that's not the way to do it. Right. So he, he's jogging on the bridge and he's jogging, um, you know, by the train tracks. He's jogging through uh, the park. Uh, he's dry, uh, jogging by, it looks like the United Nations. Um, and he's, he's amongst the people. And he says, my mornings all start the same way. A jog around the island. 
32 miles. I bring the shield with me. Folks are always more excited about the shield, which after the last years of grand directors and hate mongers and the Red Skull suits me just fine. They shouldn't see me when they see the stars and stripes. They should see themselves. Bucky thinks, Alan, I'm only doing this because Sharon's been called away on secret business. And Sharon would say, I can only think when I'm punching Nazis or moving faster than 70 miles per hour on foot. But there's a peace in solitude and joy in community. 32 miles with the shield always pointed toward them to remind them and myself of the greatest lesson I've learned since I woke up from the ice. The shield belongs to all of us. Of course, some lessons aren't so easily learned. And I, I highly uh, advise everybody out there, if you don't, don't have this comic, pick it up because this art is amazing, mm-hmm. right? You just seeing all the stuff that's happening between him and, and you know, the, the kids and the community, it's, it's, it's really fun to watch. Yeah. And the thing, Rick, I mean, you, you sort of struggled with this a bit, right? Cause you're like, well, it's a double, it's a double, double page splash. Normally you would see these scenes in separate panels. Exactly. But Carmen dispensed with the panels, right? There's no borders here. This is all one flowing motion um, of Steve running his 32 miles through these different parts of the community. It's really a wonderful, wonderful art. Mm-hmm. What, what do you like to wear when you run your 32 miles in the morning? That, that's that's it plus i'm usually in my car <laughs> <laughs> i like to wear my car uh, uh, yes yeah. uh, I, i'm with you on that <laughs> um so the next page uh, we see steve and his civilian identity and he's in an art class uh but it's it's talk about uh you know more modern right it's it's he's not drawing with the pad and and pen pencil or you know paint he's drawing on a computer screen uh and he's there and and he's his face has got that uh kind of like struggling kind of look yeah. you know, he's got his like a, a tongue sticking out the corner of his mouth his his eyes are kind of clenched as he's looking down and uh and and I have to I have to reread what was said before. It says, of course, some lessons aren't so easily learned. And you turn the page, and it says, and that's why man invented community college. And he's there, and a young lady uh, with blue hair um, leans over and says, "You're working on the wrong layer, Mister Rogers." Mia, she sits next to me. Her work looks like magic. No, I, uh, I, uh, shoot, I am, aren't I? It's cool. I won't report you to the facility. Just click the, this bit right there. See the little arrow? Uh, that's the problem. Too many arrows. And please call me Steve. And then we have this, this, uh, skinny white guy with, uh, kind of like a shaggy orange hair and some freckles. He, he might actually be shaggy from yeah. scooby-doo yeah he has a coat of ours he's like if shaggy from scooby-doo and carrot top had a baby and that baby grew up this is this is who it would be. david he does something with the internet i guess so is trying to push your pen through the tablet like one of your superpowers 
yeah, along with super strength, he's got super breaking the school's equipment. Thank you both. I'll use less pressure. Point taken. And then we have a, an older black gentleman, probably 60s, pushing 70, uh, I'm guess. He's got white hair and a white beard. Hudson. I don't think he's ever left the city. Part of me is jealous. You've got to look at her, son. Model ain't there to be ignored. What? I looked. Really? Could have fooled me. It's life drawing, Steve. It really helps if you have one. And then we look up and, you know, there's a, uh, in, in, in the background, there's a, a nude model who's holding up a, um, a towel, a sheet. And so we cut to the next page and there's Steve walking out of a coffee shop with a whole bunch of coffees for, for his three artist friends. I'd almost forgotten what it was like to have friends, civilian, non-supersuited, earthborn, regular, actual friends. And next panel, uh, it's Steve and, and Mia uh, at, a, uh, at a, a baseball game. I guess it looks like a Yankees. Now, here's something interesting. He's wearing a Dodgers uniform. Did you know that that Steve was a Dodgers fan? Uh, was it the was it the New York Dodgers? Were they did they used to be out of New York? I don't know. I don't follow baseball. Yeah, I don't follow baseball from the forties. So, but uh, but I know they're not originally from LA. So she says to him, she's wearing a Yankees jersey. Okay, but by the Mets, underdogs, you're impossible. I get that a lot, but they're young. They think they're wise, and they are in their own way. But the old man in me knows a gulf separates us that I can never quite cross. So then he's sitting with um, Hudson at a bar, and it looks like he's having a beer. It does. He's got a uh, maybe it's an old duels, but it, it it does appear to be a beer. Yeah, he's got a he's got a beer he's drinking out of, and and Hudson's sitting there at the beer, and they're sitting at a at the bar. You should have seen her in person. Franklin might have been president, but she commanded the room. Eleanor Roosevelt, she was a dish. I know better than anyone. The past doesn't stay in the past, that it repeats. And then he, uh, he sees Amari, his, his neighbor, in a, an alleyway, and he, he looks like he's been hit. And he's leaning over, and he's got his hand reassuring on his back and his other hand with his palm out offering help to help him up i I love how carmen captured that right there's a lot of ways she could have drawn this but in two two motions here with his hand on his back and his hand extended in front both actions being very very reassuring um that's awesome yeah beautiful panel uh and she's got the like the I mean, just the look on Amari's face, right? I mean, he seems brokenhearted and um, sad, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and with that reassuring uh, uh, gestures from Steve, it's a it's a wonderful panel. You know, I used to get bullied in this same alley. Let me teach you what I've learned since. And and uh, uh, Amari's like trying to punch him in the gut. That you can only, and and getting back to what he said, I know better than anyone that the past doesn't stay in the past, that it repeats, that you can only see it properly with time. 
Ain't that the truth, Bob? Yep. Sure is, my friend. Right? They don't say hindsight's 2020 for nothing. Nope. And then the last panel on this page, I love it. Steve's coming back to his his uh his tenant room, right? Which is uh apartment 415, and he's got his keys. And, and what is he putting it in, Bob? Got that that Spider-Man key dish. Yeah, it was like a little bowl that has Spider-Man's mask on the inside, and he's putting the keys in there. Yeah. I, I I I didn't ask uh Jackson and, and Colin if, if that was something they wrote or if Carmen just kind of threw that in. Yeah, that'd be interesting to uh to to ask next time. Radio two checking in. Anyone interested in tea and a sunrise? Over. They call us the greatest generation, but we call ourselves radio company. And so there's uh, Steve sitting there in his chair and, and he's got his, um, his like CB going, right? So that he can talk to, to his friends uh, via the, the CB radio, um, which is something, you know, they, they used to do back when he was younger. Radio four is still up. So is the moon. So you'll have to report back on that sunrise. How you been, Roger? Over. Bones hurt. Breathing hurts. Everything hurts. Serum's been working this old bloodstream for 80 years. We didn't all get a spa day in the Arctic Sea. Over. Roger Aubrey, the mighty destroyer. See how he kvetches. Over. At least I'm not in a country that's about to throw the world's most garish birthday for itself. Over. Ha. You're very specifically not invited for obvious reasons. Over. Is that Steve? Shouldn't you be preparing for your tomorrow? It's your birthday too, isn't it? Why are you joining with us mere mortals? Over. John, remind me how you can call yourself a mortal when you've been shot 14 times. Over. Nurses like you, Pam. Ever since Korea, you always kept my blood pumping. Over. And then in the background, we're starting to hear numbers. Seven, nine, 43, eight, 23, 71. Company, cut the chatter for a moment. You hear that? Over. 15, 1, 11, and so on. Sounds like an old number station. Code for something with no one to hear it. Been around since we were fighting fit. Over. Except that wasn't broadcasting yesterday. It's new. Over. 17, 10, 7, and so on. So, you've got a mystery on our hands. Is that what you're saying? Don't tease me. I've completed every New York Times puzzle page for the last 30 years. Over. 6, 12, 14, so on. There's almost 100% a waste of time, but I only sleep four hours a night, so why not? Over. Well, Cap, what do you say? Is this worth the time? Over. And then we see a little smile on Steve's face. There's a close-up. Radio company, assemble. And then we cut to see what the, the voices look like. And so we see an image of Roger. We see an image of John, we see an image of Pam, and they're all elderly, 
um, and they're all in their homes. And uh, we hear Steve describe them. It's Roger who realized it's a substitution cipher, similar to the Enigma machine, but he's convinced that the key is in the numbers, not a device. John was a rocket scientist, not just a genius, like they mean nowadays, but a literal rocket scientist. He breaks the numbers down into math. He starts to find shapes. He counts three perfect circles and five angles. It's not until well past midnight that Pam, sweet, beautiful, puzzle-loving Pam, puts the two together. The shapes are the cipher. The numbers are the code. Latitude and longitude. A date. A message. And we cut to the next page, and there's a big splash page that has a few panels on it, and it's Steve standing over um, a drawing paper that he created with the help of his radio company and that he it basically is looking at a picture of his shield and then written in the center of the shield are certain words and it says opening move revolution new york city the fourth of july and he says something starting something deadly happening here, happening now. We cut to the next page and we see Steve with his shirt off and he's in his closet and he's going for clothes. 104 years young. I've thrown every kind of punch there is and taken twice as many on the chin. But this part never gets old. The heroes who followed me didn't have the benefit of Dr. Erskine's Vita Rays, so they wrapped themselves in armor, technology and self-made symbols. They had to work at it, forge something new, and hope to God it lasted. But I'm the lucky one, as he's putting on his Captain America uniform. Even in my worst fights and darkest days, because every time I stepped onto the field, I get to armor myself in meaning. Every day, I get to wield the dream and make it real. Now that's, that's, that's deep stuff right there. That really is. It's poetry. Poetry, Rick. So what did you find poetic about it, Bob? What did I find poetic about it? You know, it's a, that's an interesting question. To me, it's the, it's the, oh, it's the, uh, it's the similes, right? It's the, it's, it's like as a, as a soldier myself, right? As a Marine myself, I think of the battlefield, right? And he, he, he speaks about stepping onto the field, right? Onto, and, and when we think about stepping onto the field of battle, we think of battle, but he's, he's talking uh, not just about, you know, battling you know, bad guys, right? It's also uh, a battle of will, right? It's about every day is a battle of will. It's a battle to keep the American dream alive. It's not just fighting bad guys that does that. It's providing, it's being that symbol that people can look to, right, to hold up. And when he talks about the armor, right, he, uh, again, our mind goes to, sure, he's got the chainmail, right? He's got, he's got the shield, right? Mm -hmm. We think of armor as those sort of implements, those tools, those weapons of war. But for him, the real armor is, is the meaning, right? The meaning of the American dream, the thing that he stands for, the thing that animates him, that inspires and motivates him. It's just, it's multi-layered. And, and, I, and I think that's what I find poetic. 
Yeah, I, I think you put it very well. Uh, and I agree. Um, you know, because often, okay, because sometimes I, I pause and I think about Captain America's uniform. And I, and, and sometimes it's been like thrown in my face, like, you know, a villain might say, you know, like a red skull or something like might say like, oh, you have a very, you know, you garish costume, you know, drape yourself on the flag. Mm. And they're like, oh yeah, he does, you know? And, and, and really if, if, if that person was standing next to you wearing that full uniform, you would kind of look at it and be like, that is a little garish. You know, like mm-hmm. it is like it stands out like a sore thumb. It's not a cold looking costume. And so sometimes I, I that hits me and uh, not often because most of my I just it's kind of like seeing somebody you know, like you like if they have a birthmark. Right. Like you don't see their birthmark anymore. You just you know, you've, mm-hmm. you're so used to it. It's just kind of like whatever you've that's how I am with that that uniform. I don't think about that, but sometimes I pause to think about it. and but I like that I'm pausing and thinking about it this way. And the fact that, you know, armor myself in meaning, like what that flag stands for and how that's his armor, you know, that, uh, yeah, you're right. It's very poetic. And you know, whether he's wearing the uniform or not, he's still wearing that armor. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that, that's what makes Steve, Steve, right. Don't confuse the uniform with what makes him Captain America. A hundred percent. Because many people have worn that uniform. Yeah. All right. So we turn the page and here it is another, this is the third double page splash by Carmen Carnero. And this one's man, the detail in this one. I mean, this could be a poster. You want to describe it? I, I don't even know where to begin, Rick. It looks like they're overlooked. They're on a building, uh, both uh, Bucky uh, in his Winter Soldier garb and, and Steve in his Captain America uniform uh, on a building overlooking, it uh, looks like Times Square, maybe. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously, it looks like there's a, a parade and a festival going on down there. Uh, there are Stark Unlimited uh, Zeppelins in the uh, skies above. All the screens are lit up on the buildings with different imagery of uh, the 4th of July, Statue of Liberty, Happy 4th of July messages. Um, it's, it's, uh, ticker tape is in the, is in the air. It's, it's a really busy picture. It's the sort of thing that you want to almost look at uh, on a digital media so mm-hmm. that you can like zoom in. And mm-hmm. check out different parts of, of that splash page because it, it is phenomenally detailed. It, it really is. I mean, you look at, um, there's, there's also, and you did a great job describing it, but there's also, um, you know, some blow up inflatables, you know, like you, you see in a, in a parade, like a Macy's parade, right. That they're floating in the air. Um, so you've got a, you've got a, a an Eagle that has the, the stars and stripes. You have an uncle Sam, you've got, Uncle Sam's hat. You have Cap's shield, like you have those. And then on some of these um, big giant screens, in addition to the messaging, you see some people and you see uh, the Statue of Liberty. And then if you look closely uh, to the far right, there's a, uh, a, Bet- a Betsy Ross sewing the American flag. I mean, there's, there's like all these different details. Like if you just don't, you know, if you just turn the page, you're going to miss it. But 
ultimately, what do we see here? And that is Steve and Bucky standing guard looking over everything. And Bucky says, next page, seven hours and nothing but celebration. You sure the signal's legit? I'm not taking any chances. Eight and a half million people, Buck, and they're all in the streets today. And only about 1.5 million of them are dressed like you. Happy birthday, Steve. Looks like the world's got cap fever again. Then we better not let them down. And then Buck uh, takes a grappling hook and shoots it up to one of the Zeppelins that was passing by. And he just starts zipping up the, the, the cable. Comms check. Don't get distracted by the parade. Loud and clear. Don't get hit by the fireworks. Come on, Steve. While you were in the ice, I was running covert assignments against every superpowered target on Earth. And then he gets up on top of the, um, the Zeppelin and he kind of rolls. And as he's rolling, he retracts the cable, grabs his rifle, and pulls up the scope all in like one quick motion as he's rolling. Ninjas avoid me at all costs. I fought Wolverine to a standstill. Loki once tried to trick me and end up with a broken jaw. I may not be the winter soldier anymore, but that's the one benefit of a life of violence. My eyes are always open. And then you see what he's looking at in the scope, and it's, a, it's like a, a barge, you know, that's uh, in the river coming closer. Target on the East River. Fireworks barge. Picking up a strange energy signal. Antimatter explosive. Haven't seen tech like that since I was on the man on the wall. And haven't seen that uniform since, since the war. I see him too. Isn't Roger like 90 years old? And Brian's been dead since 1953. Yeah, this is someone new. And he's going to regret taking the colors of men I respect. And we get to the next page. And we see the costume. And so it's a, it's a full jumpsuit that's like black that has like a couple of red stripes going uh, vertical and then a uh, utility belt, but it's the mask. It's the mask that is, it's a little scary looking because it's a, it's like a skull mask with red glowing eyes, but then there's space for, for hair to freely flow. And then we start to see fireworks because it is 4th of July. In 1941, Brian Fallsworth infiltrated the German line under an assumed name. He was a son of heroes, hoping to be one himself. When he was captured, the Nazis made the mistake of jailing him with Dr. Eric Schmidt, a German patriot and old friend of Dr. Erskine's. Within a month, with only the scraps available to them in the camps, Dr. Schmidt has made Brian a super soldier, the destroyer. We fought side by side over in England. He later took his father's name, Union Jack, while his boyfriend, Roger Aubrey, took up Brian's mantle. Brian died in 1953 and left behind a legacy of heroism. Regardless of who wore it, that mask struck fear in the heart of fascists for a century. This guy thinks he can turn that legacy into a symbol for whatever terrorist agenda he's peddling. He thinks history isn't watching. And heck, maybe it isn't. But I am. So that, just pause here for a second. So. Uh-huh. I wasn't really familiar with the destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
was like, well, who is this character? And I looked him up um, and it is interesting. And so it's a character that is, does come from, um, you know, uh, the golden age. Um, and it has a, an interesting history. So the, the two characters that he was talking about, um, Brian and Roger, um, were actually uh, probably the, the earliest uh, gay couple in comics, um, which is uh, something that Jackson and, and, and Colin brought up in, in their interview. Um, and Roger is the, the British guy that was part of the radio crew. Um, so uh, interesting that we mm -hmm. see Roger and then the character, the destroyer here. Yeah. It is a, it's a bit of a convoluted history too, Rick, right? I mean, I, I, uh, I, and I encourage readers to uh, do a little digging because uh, it is, you know, a typical Roy Thomas, uh, you know, uh, the way he took a golden age hero, the destroyer, um, and married it with the invaders stories of, uh, of the 1970s to create a larger um, historical structure where these, uh, these characters operate. But um Again, you know, another uh, stroke of genius by Roy Thomas. Yes, I agree. Uh, so during this, Cap um, taught, he, he gets closer and then he throws the shield and nails the destroyer. And then, of course, it ricochets back to him. Drop the detonator. This can end without any more violence. But you have to take off that suit. It doesn't belong to you. <laughs> You actually showed you neo-fascist trash pile. And here I thought the boss was bluffing. I love the unearned confidence, but this is so much bigger than you. And he, he does a click and, and it primes it. Tonight is a true start, the 21st century. The revolution is coming and the whole city is going to burn. You're crashing a celebration, Captain America. So let's make a damn party, huh? Tell me something. You like fireworks? And he sets um, this, this black kind of ray that just coming at him. It's, it's a pretty big ray. Um, and Cap puts his shield up. I hit him with the full force of the shield, and it just made him cockier. So he's got my strength, Roger's attitude, and Thor's lightning. Great. Buck, I could use some covering fire. Trying, but my bullets can't get through that antimatter. Might be able to make the kill shot, though. Bucky, no. Ah, Bucky, gang's all here. My shield is forged from a vibranium steel alloy. Only one in the world. It can absorb nearly infinite kinetic energy. It takes a darn miracle to put a dent in it. But all it's doing right now is keeping me standing. And just barely. You get it yet, you disgusting relic? It's too late for this city, but it's not too late for you. Run away, Captain America, and bear witness to the glory to come. And just then, um, the destroyer explodes the back of the boat that Cap was on. And with that, jumps high into the air to land on top of the Zeppelin. I mean, that's, that's a pretty, pretty big force right there. Yeah, yeah. And then we see the Winter Soldier with his rifle and the scope pointing at him. Hi, Bucky. Big fan. Sorry in advance. He's so sure he's got this one. And the facts bear him out. 
He's a thousand feet up, unleashing all this power on my best friend. And I'm doing laps in the East River. That's the thing about super soldiers. It's why we exist at all. The name itself is a clue. We're not soldiers. Not really. We're psyops. We're all incarnate. We're a deterrent. We win the fight before it's fought by making the other guy run away. This new destroyer knows that. He's using his power expertly. But he's young. New enough to the game that he hasn't learned the first thing about fighting me. And in the meantime, he, uh, he tells someone to release uh, one of the, the blimp things that, mm-hmm. you know, the inflatables. And it happens to be Captain America's shield. And they're like, you heard Cap, let her fly, boys. And as it's floating up, Cap jumps on it to get up to the closer to the Zeppelin. And we get to the next page, which is a full page splash, but we do get to see multiple versions of cap. Right. And so we see like one, two, three, four, five versions of cap as he's jumping and and running and throwing his shield. And he says, he hasn't learned the first thing about fighting me. I'll run, but not away. Never away. So as uh, we get on top of the, the, the Zeppelin and the guy's shooting a ray and just nailing um, Bucky. Every day since they made me, they told me stories about you, the great century weapon. They'll tell stories about me after today and you'll be nothing but, and Cap nails him in the head with the shield. And then Bucky says, big talk, but you're wrong, dirtbag. It's you who's going to be nothing. And he takes his gun and he starts firing. But Cap jumps in front of the destroyer with his shield to deflect the bullets. No, Buck, there's been enough destruction today. And then he turns and he punches the kid so hard it shatters his mask. It's time for answers. The device hums like something from Dimension Z. What's Dimension Z, Bob? Uh, Wasn't that Darnum Zola's dimension, Rick, from what was it, volume seven? It was that special kind of song that only Eldridge weapons can sing. What's an Eldridge weapon? Uh, that I'm drawing a blank on. Yeah, me too. It sounds like hate. I know what to do with hate. And then he crushes something, and in there is a shard. The heck is this? God help me. It's another glowing crystal getting real tired of infinity stones and cosmic cubes steve you and me both so obsessed with the past you can't even see the future when you're holding it in your hands and he goes over to the kid what does that mean speak clearly we'll make sure you're taken safely into custody who do you work for who set the number signals god you're just so pure but I'm not walking away from this. No one can. Ever. I failed to execute his move. Which means I'm looking at you with dead eyes. Talking to you with dead lips. And Cap looks concerned as he's holding him. We can help you, but you, you just need to shut up. Just shut up and listen. 
and he gets closer to Cap and whispers in his ear, the shield isn't what you think. It's not your symbol. It's theirs. And just like that, his, I don't want to say his head explodes, but there's like flames shooting out of his eyes and mouth. Yeah, yeah. Clearly he was executed. And at the same time, fireworks are going off all around. Because keep in mind, they're up high on this Zeppelin. Which, by the way, we're going to have to talk to Tony Stark because I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be flying Zeppelins around the same place that the fireworks are going off. That would yeah, be bad it, news, right? Yeah, that would seem risky. Like that, that, didn't, that didn't pass muster on the, uh, the risk assessment strategy. Yeah. What do I know? As he's laying down the kid who, who's dead. I know my enemy will tell me anything to get inside my head. I know the easiest way to destroy the dream is with lies. And I know the truth when I hear it. Whoever said the destroyer, just put that boy's blood on my hands. With his dying breath, he left me with a way to make things right. If only if I was willing to take a hard look at where I come from. What I've been wielding all these years and face whatever I find there. I know after a lifetime fighting for the dream, I have to wake up. Those are heavy words. But just as heavy as he's walking, uh, it's after the parade, there's trash all over the streets, and there's a flag. There's a flag on the ground. And Steve sees it, and he looks down. And of course, he picks up the flag. Because, as you know, the flag should never touch the ground. So then we cut to Bucky, who's coming into his apartment and is uh, greeted by his cat, Alpine. Remember Alpine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that cat. And if you're curious about Alpine, uh, we did uh, cover the Falcon and Winter Soldier um, miniseries. And uh, Alpine had a role in that one. Uh, That was back in episode 27. We covered that four-issue miniseries. It was really cool. And Bucky says to Alpine as he's walking into a dark apartment, it's like Vendelin always said, Alpine, the lost glove is happy, but I'm not lost anymore. And he takes that shard that came from the destroyer's uh, gear, and he puts that shard on a table, and then he sits there on his bed and he look, he's looking at a wall that is like a map. You know, like you see like those serial killers that've got like stuff thrown <laughs> all over a wall. Right, with the right? string. Yeah, the string yeah. attaching different and parts pictures of Pictures of people and articles and dates. And that's what he's got up on his wall. But in the center of all of that is a big star. And one of the shards is now filled in and Bucky looks at it and he says one down four to go so we cut to the last page and the it's um it's a nine panels all the same size and we see um a guy there i i don't know bob it's hard to 
place his age. He could be, you know, he could be any age, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. It's, Agreed. It's really, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's a dark silhouette. We really can't make him out very well, but he is dressed very well. He's dressed nicely. He has a cape, uh, kind of like a suit with a cape over it, and he's got a, a cane. Um, he looks like a man of wealth and power. Yeah, absolutely. And I have no idea what his accent is. Mm-hmm. What accent do you think it is? You think it's American? You think it's British? What do you I think? think he strikes me as he would have an Eastern European accent, but I don't know. Hmm. My friends, I appreciate your patience. You've waited quite some time to hear this recording. By the time you are listening to these words, I'll have, well, I'll have won. So consider this bit of braggadocio like dear Fidel was so fond of. I know it's a daring gamut, but I do hope you're not too surprised. We both know what kind of game you're playing. We both know what I am. The classic game, as we all know, is rife with pawn sacrifice. And that will be what you think I have done. Because you designed this whole thing on the classic game, of course. The only game that mattered, because in all of your years of boundless life, you never learned to play checkers. So I got across the board when you weren't looking and turned my pawn into a king. Your greatest failure, your absolute downfall. I've put Captain America on the board. And that's just my opener. The 20th century was a draw. The 21st will be played for keeps. Forward, the revolution. Next, what is the century game? Well, damn, I'm completely lost in that last page, Rick. I know. <laughs> so, so there's a there's something called the century game, and um, according to solicitation, right, it's. Cap's going to find out something about the 20th century that will help him determine how he fights in the 21st century. So the century game, according to this last character, was a draw. And the century game was being played by who knows. I would imagine these are people of wealth and power across the globe. And um, now there's a new game afoot for the 21st century. And uh, so that's interesting. Um, but initial thoughts on this new series of Captain America. Well, I love it, Rick. You know, I love it. I love the art, uh, and uh, the writing is punchy. It's got mystery. It's got sentimentality. It's got, uh, philosophizing. It's all the stuff that I love. Yeah. You know, when we sat and, and said, okay, we know there's going to be a new Captain America series. And what would we like to see in the new Captain America series? What would would be the writer that we would love to hear? You know, um, you and I had a a difference of opinion. Right. Right. You like uh, you like a political story. You like something that uh, gets you thinking and kind of like a temporary type of type of thing, putting cap in that element. Yeah, I I like those, but I was in a mood for more of an adventure. Right. Getting mm-hmm. back to more of a, a Mark Wade type of story, more of like a, 
you know, an adventure, less contemporary. I don't want to have to be thinking about issues going on right now. This seems to be a nice blend. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, uh, it, it hits all the nice uh, sweet spots for everybody, right? It gives you the action, gives you the philosophizing, uh, gives you Steve's private life or something a little bit different uh, mm-hmm. that we haven't seen in a while. And, um, and it gives you pouches. Yes, yes, pouches for sure. <laughs> um, it's interesting about the shield. Uh, I like the fact that the shield, like Steve, very early on was like, it's all about the shield, right? The shield belongs to everybody. And that was a, a, a theme that came up in the United States of Captain America. Um, that was a theme that, you know, heck, that's why we have two Captain Americas right now. Like Steve, mm-hmm. Steve's like, I'm, I'm not the only one, you know, uh, Sam is wearing, wearing the flag as, as, as he, or the stripes or whatever he said. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's interesting to, to see the story behind the shield. Now I have gone on record. I have stated, I don't like like the shield that's on the cover of this. I don't like the star, mm-hmm. right? I I've gone on record. I like the painted star like that. That's what I grew up with. That's what I like. They started, I think it was in the MCU is the first mm-hmm. time I recall seeing the star being five pieces like these that are all looks more like 3d rather yeah, than a flat right. painted star. Yeah. And, um, and so I always preferred the flat painted one. Obviously, that that doesn't play into this story, right? Because of the shards, right? Yeah. So there's five shards. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Right. I, you know, it's interesting. To, it's always interesting to me because we guys have been fans for a long time. There are certain touch points for you. It's it's that star, right? It's the etched surface. Um, uh, for some people, it is the pouches. Right. We have debates on the Facebook group frequently about should Cap have pouches? Why does he have pouches? You know, uh, some folks are very, very much opposed to pouches. Some folks love pouches. Some people uh, hate the chain mail. And some people hate the chain mail. Right. So little features uh, of the of the uniform that have changed over time. They've ebbed and flowed, gone back and forth. Um, but they can, they can certainly evoke strong reactions from from readers. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I, I think Carmen Canero is doing a, a really great job. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying her artwork. Absolutely. Um, and she does a nice job between doing a good Steve and a, and a good cap. She does really, really good backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I think she's, she's going to only get better too. Um, you know, based on what I'm hearing, you know, what I heard from, from Jackson and Colin. Right. And I think we've, um, I think if, it, if I'm not mistaken, it was in the discussion with Alana uh, um, and it probably came up with uh, uh, Jackson and Colin, but um, Carmen does mostly digital art. Is yes. that correct? Right. Yeah. So well, we're seeing yeah. a little bit of a transition. Um, it's becoming more and more popular. We see Steve using it. You know, Steve is a pen and paper sort of artist, mm-hmm. but you know, we see him trying to learn how to use the tablet, probably some tool like Procreate. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a nod maybe you know, to, to Carmen's preferred style. But yeah, we're seeing really digital art, which is a shame in some sense, because, uh, boy, I'd love to own some of these pages. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm the same way. Um, so listen, if you, uh, 
if you enjoyed this story, I highly recommend pick it up because the art is definitely worth seeing uh, to go along with this story. And then, um, and, and uh, by the way, I've read issue two and uh, the, you get more detail into um, who are the people behind the, the century game. You get a little bit more of that. Um, you get a little bit more of, of Steve's personal life. Um, you find out a little bit more about the forge. Mm -hmm. You uh, find out um, also uh, it ends in a big cliffhanger. Ooh. Yeah, it does indeed. Um, so Bob, let's uh, let's go through the um, uh, favorite panel, t-shirt worthy, and time capsule. So I think we should go back and forth. Who goes first? Right. I mean, we're now right. we don't always get sniped. So. Uh, let's see who goes first. We'll do rock, paper, scissor. We're only going to do one. All right. Best of three. All right. We're going to do, do rock, paper, scissor, shoot. All right. Ready? Okay. Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. All right. We, we both did the scissors. <laughs> okay. Ready? All right. Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. We both did the paper. <laughs> All right. Here we go, man. Rock, paper, scissor, shoot. What are you doing? I can't see. Scissors. All right, you go first. All right. Yeah. All right what's well, your favorite panel? All right. My favorite panel, Rick, it's going to have to be that double page splash page with the concentric circles. Mm. You know, come on, man. come on. Although I do question, I do question on the allies on the extreme wing uh, on the right side of the page. You know, he's got the, the captain's network. He's got uh U.S. agent. He's got uh Falcon, but he doesn't have a grown up Bucky. Uh, on that side and so i i don't know i don't know if that was intentional they got him as of course bucky is a youth on the left side mm -hmm. uh back in world war ii days but but he's not represented in uh the modern era so uh mm. but with that aside i i just that page that page to me i would love to have that as a poster in my office mm-hmm mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what about you my friend uh i'm gonna go with page five panel one so that is the uh, the one where all it says is, "I need to come home." Oh yeah, yeah. And that panel of him, him physically being there, but then in reminiscing uh, of what it looked like when he was a child, yeah, of his room. I, I haven't seen that before in all the Cap comics. Um, where he is reliving his past mm -hmm. and, and like that in the moment and seeing himself with his mom. Uh, yeah. It, it's a touching, it's a touching scene. Yeah. So, it really is. and, um, and, and the words that say, I need to come home. So I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, this, how about this? You ask me, all right, Rick, what's right. t-shirt worthy. All right, Rick. Well, I, I, that's all. Right. We got favorite panel out of the way. Let's uh, talk about t-shirt worthy. What's uh, what's your t-shirt worthy image? Well, I was actually going to go with the, what you picked for your favorite panel, which was a double really? page splash. That would have been a busy t-shirt, but that would have been interesting. It, it, it would. It, it really would. Um, but I thought, you know, cap in the center of all those circles uh, would make for a really good you know, icon on a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, so is that allowable? Am I allowed to do yeah, that? Or I, do I, I need to pick something? No, up? I think that would be awesome. Okay. 
That's yeah. that would be my T-shirt. What's yours? Yeah, I, I'm going to go. Uh, you know that uh, that that double splash of Cap running his 32 miles. Yeah. Well, if you look down in the lower right hand corner, right mm-hmm. there, you see uh, Steve sort of looking off into the distance, a three quarter, you know, mm-hmm. looking away with mm-hmm. with the shield in his right arm, mm-hmm. right there. Right there, right? That's it for me. Just that image of Steve the, uh, from the waist up looking off into the okay. distance in his civilian workout attire with his shield. I love that image. You know, I, I, I think that's a good one. I'm looking at that face and with the face, the expression, the hair, it really is reminiscent of an artist by the name of Norm Bray Fogle. Uh, I, I get that vibe huh. um, from this right here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then what is your time capsule? What is what do you think uh, should go into a time capsule for later generations to look at? I, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Steve with his uh, iPad. No, <laughs> you totally stole that. You sniped me. Well, all right. You know, I got to tell you, uh, now that I'm looking at this page, I might want to reconsider my T-shirt. I might go with the with the nude live model <laughs> of course <you> would. <laughs> all right so this page of uh steve with the with his doing digital art is your time capsule i i i yeah i mean i hate to steal yours but but i'm going to no i i lost rock paper scissor so yeah i i would have i would have done that um all right well then if i can't have that one i'm gonna do two pages later which is Steve with the radio company. Ah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I, I think it's a, it captures a time. Now it may not be 2022, but it does capture a time uh, of him being on the CB radio uh, talking with, um, you know, his, his compatriots, you know, the, the ones that are you know elderly for lack of a better word, but you know, people from that time period um so that's I, I, that's my second choice i i do love um i i love this um that little radio unit that he's got right because yeah um, yeah it's it's uh and i think it's it, technically I, I i think it's a ham radio right they which uses ultra mm. high uh, uh hf hf <laughs> hf oh. <laughs> High frequency radio, but in any case, it looks like he has like modified the radio mm-hmm. that you know has been in this this room for God knows how long, right? That's supposed to play music. It's almost like he's modified it to turn it into uh, a transmitting radio that he can uh, participate. A ham radio. Mm, he did over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Out. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. No. No. That's that. That's a cool part of this story, and yeah. um, you know, and I love the fact that Steve now has civilian friends again. Like I said, Mark Rumwald did a great job giving Steve friends, but they're all super powered, right? You know, mm-hmm. Dennis and and um, uh, Jack, you know, uh, yeah. his girlfriend Diamondback, and everybody was like, you know, kind of like a you know. But this is going back to like the J.M. DeMatteis days, the Roger Stern days of giving him some civilian friends, which 
he really needs. Yeah. And then, and then the, the radio company give him people that he can actually relate to more. Right. You know, so he's got yeah. both sets of friends. So I really like that. So good job to, to, uh, to Colin and Jackson on that. Yeah. And I think it's cool that Colin and Jackson understand the difference. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, get that. Uh, and don't just paper it over with, oh, he's got friends that look like him, that look like his age, but but they understand um, that, you know, he can have friends of the, the current generation, but he can also have friends that he can relate to that know and have shared common life experiences with him. Right. Just like you, for example, like you have you have some friends like like me, they're comic comic geeks, mm -hmm. but then then you have your military buddies, right? Like that's yeah. a whole nother experience that you, you had with them, you know, that, you know, you can relate to that you couldn't relate to with the, your comic buddies, you know yeah, what I mean? So right. yeah, it's yeah. good to have, have both of those. Right. Yeah. Everybody go out there and pick up Captain America, central delivery number one, add it to your pool list. You will not be disappointed. This is a, this is starting off to be a really, really fun series. Yep. Yep. hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. Get both of them while you're at it. Yes. Yes. Cause we also covered uh, uh symbol of truth. So if you want our review on Captain America, symbol of truth, the Sam Wilson series, check out episode 88. Uh, and we went through that one panel by panel. All right, Bob, as always, it's been fun wrapping cap with you. Do it again soon, my friend. All right. He's Bob Lucius, and I'm Rick Verbanis, and you have been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. 